episode 556 with Dr. George Farid, who wasn't going to come back on here till after your Italy trip, but I thought it was so interesting at how uh, openly Joe Rogan is being slandered for talking about using ivermectin and beating COVID in three days and everyone it's oh it's a horse dewormer and you know the the nation's hospitals are you know overflowing with ivermectin overdoses and because I'm not a doctor but you are I figured yes. I would have you on and for everybody listening and to establish credibility so they know who you are please introduce yourself real quick okay I'm George Freed a family practice physician in the Imperial Valley of California and a frontline COVID treater since um, March 2020 <clears throat> and uh, we've treated 7,000 people Dr. Brian Tyson and myself and have a 99.96 percent recovery uh, so we're very proud of that it's a multi um, faceted or uh, a sequential multi-drug treatment based upon the algorithm of Peter McCullough and the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons based on Vladimir Zelenko's uh, landmark work in New York uh, initially and Didier Raoult before that in France. And <clears throat> it deals with what Joe Rogan did for himself. That uh, Our treatment philosophy is to use multiple agents. The Delta variant is a hard variant of COVID-19, the primary COVID-19 uh, that was unleashed uh, in the world by China and um, created in the lab, probably most almost certainly a gain of function research. So uh, the Delta variant has to be treated with multiple agents like uh, Rogan took with monoclonal antibodies, the antiviral agents and nutraceuticals. And he chose ivermectin, which is a when you use in the proper dosing, a, a very safe dosing, 0.2 to 0.4 milligram per kilogram per day over a three to two to five day period, it's very safe. And it is uh, an antiviral that cure, clearly uh, is shown to bring down the viral load. When it's added in with monoclonal antibodies and with um, uh, other agents like hydroxychloroquine and the way we use it, it, it is very effective in, in inhibiting the multiplication in the early period. And that's what he did. But he was a great example that should have been lauded by the public and the press and not um, reeled over the coals for doing something that would be a bad example for others around the world and around the country. He's totally upright and, um, rep uh, and, and reputable and, and commendable for what he did and how he recovered so quickly. It's quite a good example of what can be done. Should it be always done? Could you address uh, what seems to be the narrative right now of ivermectin's dangerous, it's only for horses, it's, you know, if you take it, you're going to end up in the ER. Could you address <clears throat> it and in, 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 uh, explain it's, it's well-documented and widely accepted and effective uses? Well, the, uh, what's gone on is what went on with hydroxychloroquine and, and is trying to stigmatize and suppress that agent, which is really there at the beginning and would have saved hundreds of thousands of lives if it had been used properly. Uh, and that's because of the commitment to big pharma or to some other uh, and, uh, uh, agenda that wants to... Uh, keep this pandemic going and make people fearful 
and so it's uh, it's totally irrational. It's uh, totally criminal, quite frankly. It's the, the the mainstream media picks up on it because they can talk about something negative and and raise uh, people's uh, fears uh, in in the process, and not really getting people to really look into it properly. Where uh, it's um, it's it, it's totally unfounded, uh, and so I think the the effort has been to do anything that's possible to push the max vax uh, agenda forward at at any cost, and the cost is the collateral damage of a lot of people being ill and suffering and having long COVID, long haul condition, and or being um, killed or die. Have have you ever seen anything like this in your entire career of a coordinated suppression of alternative generic treatments to something that is killing so many people being suppressed? And I think we talked about this last time. It slowly is moving from what looks like uh, conflicts of interest to to crimes against humanity. They're openly blocking these things that work and are effective, have been tested for decades and are available but are pushing for only the expensive, unproven, dangerous treatments. Yeah, no, no, I've never seen anything like this. And I never expected to ever see anything like this. And it's um, it's a battle uh, to the end, actually, where the truth has to prevail. And so uh, we hope to accomplish that in a, some way in, in Rome at the International COVID Summit next week on the 12th through the um, 14th of September. And that's what I've, I've been working on my presentations for there. And and uh, I've got a lot of material that will be presented. We'll present our findings and our experience in our fever type clinic with Dr. Brian Tyson, where we set up a clinic that should have been the model for fever clinics all over the United States, of bringing people in early and, and, reassuring them and, and getting them diagnosed and, and treated properly is uh, right at the beginning to prevent them from going to the hospital. So it's, uh, I'm, I, I hope it's going to be very successful. There'll be a lot of great people there at that event. And you've said that you're, you have to, you have to tweak your presentation or speech for it. I think you said that last hour update. You said, yeah. Well, just uh, when I have um, one thing I've finished the book that uh, at least it's copy edited the book that Brian Tyson and I wrote on the um, on on the pandemic here in the Imperial Valley that's um, uh, available soon I I hope to have it as a access through a URL uh, there for people who'd like to read it before they uh, before a hard copy comes out but uh, that that's one thing, tweaking that, getting all the editing done. Uh, it's a doctor's story, COVID-19 coming out of the darkness and into the for light, um, life and light, um, actually coming out of the darkness, something like that is the title. Um, and then I have uh, testimonies uh, that are right here three sort of testimonies and I have to sort of call from these uh, what I want to say to the Senate of Rome of Italy rather 
and, and hopefully they'll translate these into Italian so that they can be reading them or look at them if they desire to do that. But I'm trying to speak extemporaneously and just give the message of the uh, experience we've had, that the, the facts of um, all the work from our, us and others around the world has been that if you take a good treatment early with repurposed medications and add in monoclonal antibodies where they're available, you'll recover quickly and you'll end the whole illness before you go to the hospital, before you, uh, or even if you do go to the hospital, you'd be a much shorter hospitalization if, it, if this treatment is started later and, and you won't die. You won't get on, be put on a ventilator to suffocate eventually. Will it take more cases like Joe Rogan? And I believe we touched on this last time we spoke. Will it take more high-profile cases of this to start to, you know, put holes in the dam of the, the whole blanket argument that, no, it has to be vaccines, anything else is misinformation? Will it take more things like that? And or will it take things like you going to Rome to give your presentation on this? I think it will take all of that. I, I don't know that. One more case of a high-profile individual will be uh, make a huge difference. It won't hurt, but its uh, its main thing is the honesty of it and the and the safeties that are taken into uh, consideration, and and the fact that uh, the, the 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 education and uh, widely that that there has been a horrible crime committed to our our world when when they consciously suppressed early treatment in favor of the vaccine mandates or vaccine push which is not the solution and is it's a dangerous vaccine are they they're dangerous agents i should say they're not i would really don't even consider them vaccines uh, except that you do develop immune response to them but you run the risk of the spike protein spreading through the body or being carried in atypical monocytes in the circulation for months and months, continually wreaking havoc in the body. Could you could you expand on that when you said harmful agents? Is that what you mean, the spike proteins? Oh well, yeah, the spike protein, the S protein is the is the toxic substance of COVID nineteen. That's what triggers all the inflammation okay. in blood vessels. Yeah. You know, and then the work from Bruce Patterson and his colleagues in the COVID long haulers program that, that uh, he backs with this company, uh, they, they've developed a, uh, a uh, machine-based uh, method for monitoring cytokines uh, in, in a, in a uh, quite comprehensive way and verifying the release of specific cytokines that are associated with the inflammatory process of the monocytes carrying the S protein. That was never before appreciated that it can hang around for a long, long time and, and uh, create the acute inflammation, but uh, prolonged brain inflammation and other organ systems affected. And now he, he's in, innovated with his people very remarkable treatment to block the attachment of these types of monocytes to blood vessels and, and use agents that are available repurposed again that uh, that cure the condition in a really, really amazing way. 
Do you um? I just had a brain fart. Completely forgot what I was going to ask. Why is it? Why is it that in places like the United States, where it seems that you know big pharma, the government, and the media are all in cahoots with together, all into cahoots together, in bed together, to block any alternative treatments? What is it? Perhaps I didn't understand. What is it that that is happening in Rome that you're being brought? When it seems like every sort of power center in the world is shutting this down, why is this sort of open arms in Rome? Where you're going to? Uh, I, I hope it allows it to be the words to come out properly, such that the press and the people covering it will spread the word properly, and 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 bring the the big correction that's needed worldwide. That's uh, and I think that we've just been undermined by the uh, the huge uh, big pharma c- uh, push and control of our agencies like the FDA and CDC and NIH and and then people that are outside of the circle of empathy like Fauci and others who actually don't treat COVID-19 patients that they can accept people dying and suffering as just collateral damage. It's absolutely insane. Um, could you, and I meant to ask you this last time, and last last time you came on, you discussed the early treatment, you know, the different effects it had on, this, on the cell and how it, all above my head, but fascinating to listen to nonetheless, and the, and the, what was it, the endoplasmic reticulum and the folding of the proteins and the, the chaperone proteins. Could you explain to me and to my listeners what monoclonal antibodies are? I haven't the slightest idea. No, no, that's a simple concept. Your body produces antibodies to protect the body to uh, react to foreign agents or uh, substances and pathogens. And those are big protein molecules that that have light and heavy chains, and they, they actually... Uh, they're used for other purposes too than just that. They're, they they bind to specific antigens or or structures that that they 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 uh, are are adherent to basically. And so the <clears throat> monoclonal antibodies are uh, produced in the in 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 vitro in the cell in the test tube basically. They <clears throat> they come from a B cell, uh, those are the cells that produce antibodies in the uh, lymphocytes, and then they're they're cloned, so they're called monoclonal. They just don't have; they're not multiple different antibodies; it's just one. And so that that's very specific type of molecule, very very large. And it, in medicine, they become very diff- broadly used for many purposes, where they can help stop inflammation and in, in rheumatoid arthritis or lupus or auto uh, and uh, autoimmune type conditions or they can stop a in osteoporosis it can block the, the the cell type that triggers breakdown of bone because the monoclonal will bind to that uh, trigger for the activation of those cells but in the case of infections they're they're able to bind and absorb basically and take it out of the uh, out of action of viruses or bacteria or other uh, types of infectious agents. And so the monoclonals in this case are they they were derived from human B cells, not from a a 
an immunized and from an infected individual, not from the uh, from the immunized individuals. And so they're, they, they're actually very active in their ability to bind the active virus in, in a way that um, vaccination doesn't allow the antibodies to do so or doesn't achieve that. Uh, and they seem to be still effective for uh, neutralizing, as it said, and neutralizing means it binds and enact and takes it away, the, uh, the, uh, the Delta variant or other COVID-19 inf- uh, virus. And so that's what they are. They're just in the ones that we have through Regeneron or Eli Lilly, they're two different monoclonal antibodies. And so they, they provide a bit of a breath because they're two different ones. They're not just one. So they, that, that makes it even more powerful. If they had three or four, that would be even better probably. But they just have two. They're very costly to make. There's a lot of genetic engineering involved because they're humanized if if um, if they're produced in a which got a hybridoma or in a mouse uh, cell type cell that uh, then they convert the heavy chains of these antibodies to human heavy chains and so their their constant regions are not uh, not not foreign to the individual getting the infusion. Is it possible for like you talked about last time? Um vaccines driving the variants is it possible for uh, your early treatment protocols could that be driving any sort of variant and if so is that just a natural thing that every treatment of every disease drives some sort of mutation no no you know it's a good question it's it it, if you're using drugs like in the HIV we're using multiple drugs that are uh, suppressing the replication of the virus if the individual becomes non-compliant the viral level rises mutations occur because it's growing and then when you put those drugs back in so there may be mutants that don't uh, re- uh, that are in, not inhibited by the drugs in this situation with these agents we're using they, that doesn't seem to happen fortunately they they're uh, not able to develop a mute resistance to the, in that the, it's a short time frame that it's being used. It's not over months and months. It's over days, and then they don't need them any longer. So the mutant, the the virus has doesn't have enough time to develop a resistance to these these medications. Is it? And I th- I think it was you who said it. Is it because? I think you explained it as might have been hydroxychloroquine. It changes the actual like composition of like the substrate. Like if your body was the like the soil for plants to be grown in, it it changes your actual I guess environment. Yeah, and and, and so does ivermectin, okay. and so does fluoxetine, and and so will other anti-COVID agents because they work intracellular or they work on the outside on the receptor. Uh, interfering with its ability to bind the COVID or the the virus to bind to the receptor that it rec- that it needs for entry into the cell, but in any case, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin they have effects intracellular in in the different types of effects. And HCQ uh, hydroxychloroquine has more specific steps or effects that interfere with COVID nineteen rep- multiplication. And you were talking about the folding 
electrolysis of proteins, there's a very important chaperone protein called sigma-1 receptor in the uh, endopla- inside the cell uh, in, in the what's called the reticulum that allows proteins to be assembled properly. And when it's blocked by hydroxychloroquine or, or fluvoxamine, the COVID-19 proteins don't fold pro- uh, appropriately. And so you need those proteins folded to assemble the active virus. But HCQ has other effects too. And it brings zinc into the cell and zinc's an inhibitor of the RNA polymerase of uh, COVID-19. It replicates its uh, its genome, its RNA, and it's a inhibitor of the, <clears throat> uh, or you know, it's, it, it creates the, uh, al- uh, the endosomes in the cell to become more alkaline, which is not favorable for multiplication of virus, among other things that it does. So if I'm understanding it correctly, by using a multi-pronged, multifaceted attack, is that what prevents uh, driving variation? Like, you know, if it's like uh, this this cleaner kills 99% of germs and this one kills 99% of germs, well, you could use one and then of the remaining 0.1%, you know, what are the chances they also survive this? Is that you, by using like two different subsequent cleaners, is that a way to drive out like a hyper-specific... Uh, yes, like rebellious virus. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. And someone add in these uh, irrigations of the nostrils uh, and preventing the viral load increasing in the in the mucous membranes with the uh, providine iodine uh, uh, rinse of the nostrils or other rinses and, and gargles that have been recommended. But the 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 actual meta- antiviral medicines that I've been talking about are are, mu- are much more powerful than that because they act in within the cell, or, or they act uh, at, uh, on the receptor, preventing binding. So is that why you're seeing a, such a high success rate? It's because you guys have developed sort of a nuclear weapon. Well, it, it's I wouldn't say nuclear weapon, but it's a um, it's a it's a powerful treatment definitely and i and it acts within a few within hours actually it's already benefiting the individual that's why we see such a high success rates and people don't mind taking the treatment and they adhere to it very religiously and that that's a very important aspect of it also now is it possible i've got you for six more minutes is it possible that are we going to see just in the, I guess the, the theme of, of being open-minded are, are there potential side effects to your early treatment or long-term side effects, or has, have these things been studied for so long that we're not going to see some freak side effect of ivermectin and hydro, hydroxychloroquine use, like we're seeing with the vaccines, you know, like Guillain-Barre syndrome or, you know, the the 17,808 people who are permanently disabled or the 13,911 deaths, are we going to, or myocarditis, are we going to see long-term side effects from uh, your early treatment protocol or have these drugs all been studied for so long that... Yeah, good question. Yeah, no, no, we're not going to see long-term side effects from these from the medicines in the in our protocols because they have been around for decades and decades and, and treated billions of time been used in billions of, of uh, patients 
around the world. Um, so that we, we know that they're extraordinarily safe and they're they're heralded for their safety actually and and their their utility. It's just a matter of accepting that, and that it's not in no comparison whatsoever to the side effects from the dangerous vaccines. So it's only a matter of time then. You just have to keep pushing forward. Oh yeah, the truth absolutely. Will, the truth will it. Like the glacier, it will, it will slowly bulldoze the mountain, and it seems like that's what's going to happen. It's only a matter of time before you you get a Joe Rogan character who comes out and goes, "I beat this in seventy two hours," and I mean he has a ten million person audience that are now going, "What do you mean he beat it?" And I thought I thought this was for horses. It's, it's so it seems like it's only a matter of time before this entire facade of you have to take the vaccine and nothing but the vaccine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that needs to be dispelled. Absolutely, Tommy. Good point. And um, it's you. And you talked about this last time as well. How uh, you said there are leaky vaccines, and you definitely shouldn't need a booster in its first year of use. Are we? What are we going to? What side effects are we going to see if they could be known about a fourth booster or a fifth booster? Uh, what, well, I think it increases the risk of, of uh, getting a long haul uh, vaccine condition where the the spike protein gets picked up by these atypical monocytes and and then it's spreading the inflammation around like a, like they as if they'd already had covid-19 and they have long haul uh, because of that and injuries to organs and to uh, basically detriments to their health so that that's uh, doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever if you could use your crystal ball, when do you think, when do you think the tide will start to turn? When do you think your early treatment protocols will start to get more momentum and we get more, more Joe Rogan type instances? When do you think that will, ha- if it can be known? When do you? Think- I, I hope it's after next week. <laughs> We're very lucky. Beautiful. And I, I, I think that's that's what I'm hoping for. There would be, I'll just be one small component of this event. But it's, uh, I have a chance to get my word out, and I've got uh, put a lot of work into how it's going to be presented for, for the best reception. Beautiful. Well, as I said, I won't keep you over 30 minutes. And so, thank you. Dr. Freed, thank you so much. I'm sorry I was a couple minutes late. I don't know what was going no, on. No, no, no. That's okay. Thank you very much, Tommy. It's yeah. always yeah. talking to you. Thank you. thank you for posting these. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming on. I'll send it to you. And, uh, yeah, please put it up on Twitter because the Skype – or not the Skype. The Spotify views are still going strong despite being banned from YouTube. Spotify is still yeah. working. So and that's doing. good. Thank you so much, Dr. Free. Okay, you're very welcome, Tommy. God bless. Stay safe, God everyone. Bless and Recording stopped. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir.